Hey there, and welcome to the Oscars Death Race podcast, where we try to watch all the Oscar-nominated movies, or die trying. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. Hello, 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 everyone. We are back a little bit later than I was hoping to be for this year, but we are back for the fifth season of the Oscars Death Race podcast. Now, for those of you who are returning listeners, welcome back. Glad to have you back, you degenerate cinephiles, you. Uh, If you are new to the Oscars Death Race or this podcast specifically, welcome. Now, as a quick primer, the Oscars Death Race is an online challenge that goes back to at least 2011, but probably longer, where one tries to watch every Oscar-nominated movie uh, prior to that year's ceremony. This is not just the best picture films, this is not just the above-the-line films for acting and directing and screenplay, but everything, including the technical categories, the international films, documentaries, animated films, and even the sorts, usually working to about 50 films or so. I personally started doing the Death Rays back in 2020, or for the 2020 season when Parasite won, uh, because you know I was really excited about Parasite, but you know if I was going to root for it to win Best Picture, I thought, hey, I should at least see all the other films that would uh, that it was up against to make you know a fair assessment of things. And you know I had heard these things how you know the Academy doesn't you know not every member of the Academy watches every film nominated, so you know I kind of you know maybe there's a bit of a sense of superiority that hey I've done what even some Academy members haven't in order to you know be able to make the a uh, uh, legit. A legit a prediction. So, you know, I started and it kind of spiraled out from there. You know, there's a great online community out there of fellow Death Racers on Discord called the Academy of Death Racers. And those have spawned off other creative endeavors. You know, we have many other podcasters, including my, uh, in addition to myself, you know, someone started a fantasy sports award style game uh, called Red Carpet Rosters for movie awards. Uh, we have our own award shows known as the Deathies because, again, we've seen everything, so we might as well have an opinion about who we think we would win. And, you know, this even our own film festival called the Academy of Death Racers Film Festival. Uh, We'll talk about a little bit about that a little bit more later in the episode. So for me, what started off as a little challenge for myself to think about the films I watch a little bit more critically uh, has led me to finding a community that is so much more. And if you want to do death racing, I hope you find it to be the case too. Anyway, for this first episode for the season, we're going to kick things off. Last Thursday, we had the Oscars sort us for a number of categories. So, you know, this episode will be mostly just myself, but I'll be going over those, you know, talk about maybe some potential snubs, maybe some surprise nominees uh, for these categories. Um, and then uh, once we go through all of those, we'll go through and, and go through my list. I, I, I find that there are about maybe 40-ish films that, you know, you probably should be trying to watch. Either they've come out earlier this year and you saw them, or maybe, you know, now it's the holiday season, maybe you have a little bit of time to watch some of these films before you know the race really starts to get a bit of a head start uh, and then of course we're going to wrap things up with a little bit of what to expect in the next couple of weeks but first up let's get to the sort lists so starting off, let's start off with the documentary sortlist, um, and this will be in alphabetical order um, the sortlist of nominees are uh, American Symphony Apollonia Apollonia Beyond Utopia Bobby Wine the People's President Desperate Souls Dark City and The Legend of Midnight Cowboy The Eternal Memory Four Daughters, Going to Mars, The Nikki Giovanni Project, In the Rearview, Stand from the Beginning, Still a Michael J. Fox Movie, A Still Small Voice, 32 Sounds, To Kill a Tiger, and 20 Days in Mario Paul. Now, during the offseason, I did a little bit of research, and I found there are some stats that are pretty good indicators from past years of what will end up getting nominated. The recurring trends I've been seeing are that films that are nominated from the sort list are all films that were either at the Doc and at Doc NYC Film Festival, either in the winner's circle, which was introduced in 2019, or the sort listed features. 
And the two exceptions over the past couple of years have been My Octopus Teacher, which came out during the pandemic year, and then A Father's and Sons, which is an international documentary that did really well abroad, but you know it came before the doc NYC's Winter Circle category, which is where those more international films tend to show up. So you know, in addition, you know, I also have a list of about twelve film festivals and awards that tend to honor documentaries. And generally, the, what I found is that the films that get that show up the most across all these nominations tend to be the ones that get nominated. I usually see about six or so is the is the separating line. Of course, this isn't a sort of thing. You know, films in the past that you know were at Doc NYC and had six mentions who ended up missing uh, include Descendants from 2022, The Rescue in 2021, Gunda and Truffle Hunters in 2020, and perhaps most egregiously, Apollo 11 uh, in 2019 and Won't You Be My Neighbor in 2018. So, you know, as such, this is by no means a guarantee, but uh, still, going off of these here, who I think the front runners are out of the 10, uh, with 10 of the 12 precursors reporting, I believe we're missing a BAFTA and the DGA award. So, you know, the most mentioned film is 20 Days in Mario Paul, eight mentions, and did so at Doc NYC. Um, and then we also have The Eternal Memory, uh, five mentions across uh, the, the precursors so far, and also sort of at Doc NYC. American Symphony uh, had five mentions and also from Doc NYC, and is probably the front runner among the, uh, the Netflix films. Uh, four Daughters, uh, you know, got four mentions and Doc NYC, and it does have the upside that it was also uh, shortlisted for the international category as well. Um, Beyond Utopia, you know, ha also has four mentions and sold up at Doc NYC in the Winner Circle category. Uh, notably, it also won the Sundance U.S. Audience Award for documentaries. Uh, since the 2020 season, the winner of this award has been had a spot. Uh, this includes Crip Camp, Summer of Soul, and Navalny, all getting noms. Now, these are my current five, but there are some others, I think, that could maybe sneak in. Uh, we have Going to Mars and the Kinsey Avani Project, Four Mensons, Doc NYC, but uh, nothing else uh, going for it. Uh, Stand from the Beginning, Four Mensons, and also Doc NYC, again, nothing else specifically for it. Apollonia Apollonia is the next uh, highest performing uh, winner circle film behind Beyond Utopia with three Mensons and showing up in Doc NYC. Um, and then still a Michael J. Fox story has had four Mensons throughout the uh, the season so far, won a couple of them, actually, and Unfortunately, it was not performing at Doc NYC, which is the biggest ding I have against it. Now, there were a couple of films I think that did end up getting snubbed here. Um, we have The Mother of All Lies, uh, which also had four mentions and was at Doc NYC, and was another international actually shortlisted film from Morocco, um, uh, and got, got shortlisted there, but did not get shortlisted here for documentary. We also have Kokomo City, which was kind of, I think, was would have been in my five, but um, you know, it was among the best performing films from Doc NYC. Winner Circle with five mentions overall, but with that not making it in, it looks like it's going to go to Beyond Utopia. So that's the documentary category. Uh, moving on, we have the international feature films uh, in order of alphabetical uh, by the country submitting them. Uh, we have Armenia's uh, Amerikatsi, uh, Bhutan submitted The Monk and the Gun, Denmark submitted The Promised Land. Finland submitted Fallen Leaves, France submitted The Taste of Things, Germany submitted The Teacher's Lounge, uh, Iceland submitted Godland, uh, Italy submitted Io Capitano, Japan submitted Perfect Days, Mexico submitted Totem, um, Morocco submitted The Mother of All Lies, which we just mentioned, Spain submitted Society of Snow, Tunisia submitted Four Daughters, again, all just mentioned in the documentary. Ukraine also uh, got the documentary uh, not mentioned uh, for 20 days in Mariupol. And the United Kingdom submitted The Zone of Interest. 
Now, again, there was some research I did over the season and with a set of 14 precursors, 12 of which have reported so far. And here are the following findings, right? The winner of the Asia-Pacific Awards, if they are submitted, uh, usually ends up getting nominated. This would be uh, Japan's perfect days this year. Uh, in past years, has been Drive My Car and Parasite. Um, the winner of the European Film Awards usually will get something at the Oscars, though, um, even if they were not submitted for this category. In this case, Anatomy of a Fall was not France's submission, uh, but, you know, I think uh, we'll talk about it later. It's probably going to get nominated for a couple of things um, above the line. In general, though, across these 14 precursors, usually if you get at least three to four mentions, you're about 75% likely to get into a final uh, nomination. Um, with that in mind, here are the likely nominees based on the number of, of, atten of performances they've had so far. Um, Zone of Interest from the United Kingdom has seven mentions so far. Um, in fact, I, th I think it's Best Picture Contention. Um, Fallen Things from Finland has five mentions so far. A Society of Snow from Spain has four mentions so far, and also showing up in a number of technical categories as well, um, which, which is good for it. Um, and then uh, Perfect Dates from Japan, again, as we mentioned, it won the a Asia Pacific Award as well. Um, the last slot right now is kind of up between two films, in my opinion. Um, Totem from Mexico has only two mentions so far, but does have the National Board of Review mention. And, you know, if it does well, you know, at the uh, BAFTA Awards, it could probably get in there. Uh, similarly, EO from Io Capitano from Italy has the lead, has has is doing pretty well though. I think being a European film, it's probably gonna, not going to get as much sign as say Zone of Interest or um, or Anatomy of a Fall, and it does like the NBR mentioned as well. There's also a chance that some of there's always a random you know lesser representative film that makes it in uh, that currently have no mentions. You know some of those that, that come to mind. You know the mother of all lies. I think um, you know being a documentary snub um, could still get in from Morocco. Uh, Twenty Days of Mario Paul, of course, is a timely film and you know could do double duty between this this category and documentary. And then of course the Monk and the Gun. You know it's actually by the same director as Lunana a Yak in the Classroom from a couple of years ago. So it, the fact that it's a repeat director uh, for you know a relatively the underrepresented uh, country uh, bodes well for it. So we'll see if the monk... That, that would be my sleeper pick if I had to pick someone to upset. Um, things could very much change. The other precursor is the National Society of Film Critics, which has a perfect nomination record for their international film. Um, and again, the BAFTA nominations coming in. Um, they gave The Quiet Girl a last-minute boost last season for it to get a nomination when previously had no other mentions. Um, those come out in January. Uh, moving to technical categories, let's start up with makeup and hairstyling. Uh, first up, we have Bo is Afraid, um, which you know is definitely a, a bit of a weird one. Uh, Ferrari for you know the work on 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 um, um, on Adam Driver to become an Enzo Ferrari. Uh, Golda, um, which I think uh, came out much earlier in this year, um, I believe that was I think it was Helen Mirren. Um, oh yes, yes, yeah, it was um, based on the uh, Iron Lady of Israel, which you know I think probably might be potentially uh, relevant for this for the time period. Um, just because of current events, uh, Kills of the Flower Moon, uh, The Last Voyage of the Meter, which was a horror film based on the uh, this chapter in the Dracula novel. Apparently, they did all of their stuff practically, which is pretty cool. Uh, Maestro, Napoleon for you know Joaquin Phoenix again, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, and as we mentioned, Society of Snow. Uh, currently, the front runners, according to both Gold Derby and um, and the next best picture, are my what, number one Maestro, uh, number two Gold Thing, Poor Things, number three Oppenheimer, number four Gold. And number five, Society of Snow. 
Uh, personally, there are a lot of actually front runners here that I think were missing. I would have loved to see a Barbie nomination. I definitely would have loved to see a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 nomination here. Priscilla also, um, and then the color purple as well. So, um, you know, definitely not the strongest category, I think, for makeup and hairstyling, but still, um, this would be an interesting uh, moving on to the score category, uh, we have American Fiction, uh, American Symphony, which, you know, given it's a documentary, is pretty good for its chances. Uh, Barbie, uh, The Boy in the Hair, which I'm really excited to see for Joe Hisashi, uh, The Color Purple, Elemental, of course, with uh, Thomas Newman, uh, a perennial nominee, uh, The Holdovers, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny for uh, for John Williams, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Saltburn, uh, Society of Snow, um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and Zone of Interest. Um, so yeah, uh, I think um, the the current front one is uh, post sortlist looks something like Oppenheimer number one for Ludwig Göransson, number two Kills of the Flower Moon for Robbie Robertson post uh, posthumously, uh, Poor Things for Jerkin Fendrix, uh, Across the Spider-Verse for Daniel Pemberton, and then the fifth slot is up between uh, Boy in the Heron or Zone of Interest or Elemental, depending on on who you want to believe. Uh, personally, I'd love to see Boy in the Heron get the nomination here. Uh, moving on to sound, which remember is a category that ties very closely to editing, which in turn ties very closely to the likely winner of Best Picture. Uh, below are the shortlist nominees. Uh, we have Barbie, The Creator, Ferrari, The Killer, Kills of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Napoleon, Oppenheimer, and The Zone of Interest. Currently, the front runners are number one, Oppenheimer, number two, Maestro, number three, Kills of the Flower Moon, number four, Ferrari, and number five, uh, zone of interest. Uh, given that the, uh, that the that the three that the first three are best pitching contenders, I think that tracks pretty well, especially with Oppenheimer being in the number one slot. Um, which you know, given that it's he's also uh, uh, um, which I think um, given that uh, it, it, he's pretty uh, strongly win editing, I think also comes in as well. Moving to visual effects now. Again, remember remember here that Oppenheimer actually was found to not be among the final top twenty finalists before this step, um, which is why it's not included here. But we have the creator, Godzilla minus one, which I'm very happy about. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, Napoleon, Poor Things, Rebel Moon Part One: A Child of Fire, Society of the Snow, and Spider Man: Across the Spider Verse. Again, really happy with Godzilla minus one making it here, and again, Society of the Snow making a case for itself as the EU technical powerhouse, uh, similar to All Quiet on the Western Front last year. Um, the biggest up for me personally here is the lack of the Dungeons and Dragons film, sadly. Uh, coin frontrunners vary by outlet, but the first three seem to be uh, a combination of Poor Things, The Creator, and Guardians of the Galaxy 3, uh, while the numbers 4 through 6 are some combination of Society of Snow, Godzilla minus one, and Across the Spider-Verse. The last technical category we have is songs. Um, uh, so we have uh, by, by, by film or alphabetical order. Um, it Never Went Away by American Symphony. Again, a, a good push for this documentary. Uh, Dear Alien Who Art in Heaven from Asteroid City. Dance the Night from Barbie. Uh, I'm Just Ken from Barbie. And what was I, what was I Made For from Barbie. We have Keep It Moving from Color Purple as well as Superpower I from The Color Purple. Uh, we have The Fire Within from Flame and Hot, which is the obligatory Diane Warren song uh, over her f songs from uh, 80 for Brady and The Big Fat Greek Wedding. Um, we have High Life from Flora and Son, as well as Meet in the Middle from Flora and Son. Uh, there's Can't Catch Me Now from The Hunger Games, the, the ballad of Songbird and Snakes. We have Wazaze, the song, A Song of My People from Kills of the Flower Moon. Quiet Eyes from Past Lives. 
Road to Freedom from Rustin, and Am I Dreaming from Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Not gonna lie, I did not know that some of these things were songs such as the Killers of Flower Moon song, but here we are. In any case, remember that only two songs from a film can make it in, so only two of the three Barbie songs will make it through. Notably, there is there are a lot of animated films that did not get a song here, notably Wiss, Nothing from Little Mermaid, the Trolls Band Together tour, and Sync song didn't get in, and no Peaches from Super Mario movie, making I think those less likely to happen overall, especially in the, in the animated categories. Uh, the current frontrunners here are uh, What Was I Made From for, for from Billie Eilish from Barbie. Uh, we have I'm Just Ken from Ryan Gosling and Mark Ronson, also from Barbie. We have Road to Freedom from Question, which is sung by Lenny Kravitz. Uh, Keep It Moving from The Color Purple by, Haley ba- by Halle Bailey. And then, depending on who you believe, uh, The Fire Inside from Diane, Wa- from F- Diane Warren from Flame and Hot, or Quiet Eyes from Sarah and Van Eden from Past Lives, though um, I would not count out Diane Warren to continue her streak of getting nominations here. So I'm going to go with Flame and Hot in my predictions. Now, before we get to the sorts, remember how I mentioned our little community of Death Racers has branched out and we actually have our own film festival? Well, it's back for its third year, a third annual iteration this year, this coming January. Many of the sorts that were programmed last year actually went on to have success during award season, and this year is no exception with 50 films over 23 countries. I'll mention them as I go through the through the sorts categories, but there are actually seven sorts between eight spe- between the special presentation category and the official competition that are featured among this year's entries. Um, there are four competitive categories, animated, sword film, documentary, live action, and LGBTQ plus sword films. Um, there will be a special, co- also a special, uh, there'll be special content uh, for the films in the special presentation category in the form of Q&As with the directors, which I may or may not be helping out with. We'll see. Uh, this year's edition runs between January 5th and the 21st. You can get tickets at AODR.net, linked in the syllabus, for only $5 for everything, which, hey, if you want to get a head start on some of the uh, sword listed films, um, um, you know, there's no better place to start than our very own community. Uh, in any case, here are the shortlisted films. I'm not going to make any predictions for these, just mentioning, again, the ones you can watch at the Academy of Death Racers uh, Festival. For the documentary sorts, we have The ABCs of Book Banning, The Barber of Little Rock, Bear, Between Earth and Sky, Black Girls Play, The Story of Heart Hand Games, Camp Courage, Deciding Vote, How We Get Free, if Dreams Were Lightning, Rural Healthcare Crisis, Island In Between, The Last Repair Shop, Last Song from Kabul, Nai Nai and Waipo, Oasis, which is an Academy of Death Racers special presentation film, and also Wings of Dust. Uh, for animated sorts, we have Boom, Eva, Humo, which is Or Smoke, I'm Hip, A Kind of Testament, uh, Core Quarter or Dog Apartment, which is again an, uh, which is in official competition at the Academy of Death Racers Film Festival. Letter to a Pig, Ninety Five Senses, Once Upon a Studio, which I think would probably be, be the front runner here just because it's Disney's hundredth celebration sort. Uh, we have Our Uniform, which is an AODR official competition film. We have a Pachyderm. Uh, we have Pete, an official AODR tw- official competition film. Uh, we have the film Twenty Seven. Uh, War is Over, inspired the music of John and Yoko, and Wild Summon. Uh, on the live-action sword side of things, we have The After, The Anne Frank Gift Shop, An Avocado Pit, an AODR official competition, Bienvenidos a Los Angeles, uh, Dead Cat, Good Boy, Invincible, which is an AODR special presentation film, Invisible Border, which is the AODR official competition film, Night of Fortune, 
The One Note Man, Red, White, and Blue, The Shepherd, Strange Way of Life, The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, which is probably the favorite to win given his association with Wes Anderson, and Yellow. Actually, I forgot to mention Strange Way of Life is also probably uh, in contention as well given that it is uh, the, uh, the Pedro Almodovar sword film starring Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal. Um, so yeah, that, that, though I think that and Henry, Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar are probably you can pencil in. Okay, that's all the sword list, but you know, uh, you know, it is you know the end of December now, but we don't have you know the actual nominations for until January twenty third. So, what do we have to look forward to? What else? What am I? Why am I starting this uh, Oscar podcast so early? Well, every year between now and when I, and when and whenever the uh, the uh, nominations come out, I do a series of episodes where I look at all the films I think that have the best chance of making it in the best picture. I usually try to stick to about 12 films among three episodes or so, but this year, there are just so many films that I'm actually going to be branching out into four episodes. Uh, one with four, and then one with, and then three episodes with three films each for a total of 14. Um, below there, now I'm going to go through all of the films that I think are inconsistent for Best Picture, and and I have them tiered out, you know, by those maybe win competitive versus those that are struggling, that are you know fighting for their lives to get in. Uh, well, I'll give my, give my rationale for each. So, in the win competitive branch, there, there are four films. Uh, we have Killers of the Flower Moon from Paramount and Apple TV. Uh, it's the National Board of Review uh, winner for Best Film, which is a near 100% no- uh, nomination rate. Um, it also was, got uh, recognized by AFI. Um, it's in uh, the Golden Globes for Drama as well as the Critics' Choice. And according to Gold Derby, it's currently up for five above the line, six below the line nominations. Um, Oppenheimer uh, from Universal uh, is another win competitive film and honestly my pick right now for best picture also recognized by both NBR and AFI uh, also on Golden Globes Drama and Critics Choice uh, according to Gold Derby 5 above the line 6 above the line um, Poor Things um, has search, is coming from Searchlight Disney uh, just saw that one also NBR AFI film Golden Globes comedy film Critics Choice uh, and then 4 above the line and 7 below the line according to Gold Derby uh, Barbie from Warner Brothers, NBR AFI film, Golden Globes for comedy, uh, and the Critics' Choice, and then four above the line, six below the lines according to Gold Derby. So these are all films with at least ten nominations, kind of allocated among them according to Gold Derby. Now that would be pretty impressive. Um, in general, there are only about you know four, like only about forty-one is the most I've ever seen the top four films get. So for each of them to have at least ten uh, is pretty impressive. Probably be a little bit less than that, but still very impressive if if they all get there. Um, next up, we have kind of like the near locked nominations. So these are pretty much locked. I would I would say you could probably go ahead and safely watch these for one reason or another. They have fewer nominations. I don't think they're going to win Best Picture, um, but they still have stuff a lot of stuff going for them. Uh, so we have uh, the holdovers um, for from Focus Features, Universal, uh, all, another NBR AFI joint film, uh, Golden Globes comedy and Critics Choice. Uh, currently has three above the line and the one below the line nomination according to Gold Derby. Um, and then we have Maestro from Netflix, uh, also NBR and AFI and Golden Globes and Critics Choice so far. Three above the line, three below the line according to Gold Derby. American Fiction from MGM Amazon. It won the uh, Toronto International Film Festival People's Choice Award, which is a near 100% nomination rate. Now, it only was nominated uh, for uh, American Film Institute, not NBR. But AFI does, you know, the the films that are only nominated, about 50% of them get in. Um, and, you know, there were three total this year. So I think this will be definitely one of them. Um, it did also uh, get nominated at the Independent Spirit Film Awards, as well as the Golden Gold Comedy and Critics' Choice, and currently has two above the line according to Gold Derby. 
Anatomy of a Fall from Neon is the last one that I have in the uh, Neolock nomination. You know, it's it won the uh, European Film Awards Best Film. Uh, it won the Golden Palm at Cannes. It's an NBR Top 10 International Film. Um, and also, you know, in, in, the, in, these, uh, in, the, in the Independent Spirit Awards, International Film, Golden Globes Drama, Golden Globe Non-English, and Critics' Choice Foreign Language Film, with two above-the-line nominations according to Gold Derby. Now, you know, between uh, those uh, four uh, from, from the Neolocked as well as the four from Win Competitive, um, that leaves two spots left, and I have three films competing for these last two spots. Um, these would be uh, May-December from Netflix. Um, it's AFI only, but again, 50% nomination rate. It also does have Independent Spirit Award and Golden Globes. No critics' choice, unfortunately. That said, it does have two uh, above the line according to Gold Derby, and you know this could feasibly be a second good Netflix nomination. It did come out in that kind of juicy December first slot for Netflix, which you know has gone to films like Mank or uh, Power of the Dog in past years. Um, we have a Past Lives from A24, which is an early contender. Um, it did get AFI and NBR. Now, that said, um, and the film, pretty much all the films I've mentioned, a lot of my films i mentioned have had both AFI and NBR, and there's almost always at least one film that gets both that ends up missing, and I unfortunately have Past Lives being that film right now, um, though very well could be another film. Um, it did, you know, obviously nominated for Independent Spirit Awards, uh, Golden Globes Drama, Golden Globes Non-English, and Critics' Choice Awards. Um, Though right now its its biggest uh, roadblock is that right now it only really has one real path to above the line according to the Gold Derby um, for for original screenplay. So you know that's going to be kind of like the the main whole thing holding it back. I think um, the other A twenty four film kind of in contention here is Zone of Interest. Um, it was nominated for EFA Best Film though that did go to uh, Anatomy of a Fall and it won the Grand Prix film. Um, it was also mentioned as an NBR top international film. Uh, also for Indies International, Golden Globe Drama, Golden Globe Non. English, Critics' Choice uh, Foreign Language, um, two above the line and two below the lines according to Gold Derby. Now, it's basically Anatomy of the Fall. The question is whether or not Anatomy of the Fall will you know, soak up all of the European uh, um, consensus or if this will be left out kind of out in the cold as a result. Um, though it also gets some nominations somewhere, so I think that's pretty, it's pretty safe to watch this regardless for the death race. Now there are now that, that gets us to 12 films overall, um, or rather uh, 11 films overall. Uh, and then, so actually, there are going to be thirteen films I'm looking at. So there are two more, uh, two more final films um, that are fighting for their lives. I don't think these are likely to get Best Picture, but stranger things have happened. Um, we have The Color Purple from Warner Brothers. Now, it missed a lot. It missed AFI and NBR, right? Which, given it's an American film, not great. Um, it did not get anything at the Globes Best Picture wise. It did get the Critics Choice Best Picture though, um, but it only has one above the line right now and four below the lines according to Gold Derby. Which, you know, there is a reasonable chance that they could get in there uh, based off of you know the technical powers. But I think just it's it missed out. I think on all the crit on a lot of the critics' love, uh, which it needed to really get going. So I think you know this one might have an uphill battle, especially if if Warner Brothers chooses to focus. more more on Barbie moving forward. Uh, the other last film is All of Us Strangers from Searchlight. Now, you know the reason I, I still have this in here is that Searchlight historically has had two films nominated each year, or Disney rather in general. Um, so this would be the second Search, uh, second Disney film. It did win the uh, British Independent Film Awards, Best British Independent Film, and four wins total in that award ceremony. It is an NBR Top Independent Film, um, and it is at the Independent Spirit Awards, though no film nominations for Golden Globes or Critics' Choice. Um, and it doesn't really have anything on Gold Derby above the line. You know, at 
best. It might be able to sneak into uh, an, into uh, uh, original screenplay and uh, best actor, but kind of like as, as the sixth spot. So kind of a bit of a stretch for for all of us strangers to get in. But still going to talk about it, um, and you know, kind of maybe a hope to I I think it'll get something. I don't know where exactly, but I think it, I, I think it's best shot as is a screenplay. Um, now there are some films that have shown up at, on some list here and there, um, or that president might say. I'm not going to consider these, but I'll just mention them. Uh, Napoleon from Sony. I, you know, no mentions anywhere in any of these in any of these categories. Nothing on Gold Derby. It would be the main Sony puss, but I don't think that's. I don't think it's going to happen. I think its best shot is uh, below the line. Um, we have uh, Air from MGM Amazon. Again, I think they're going to focus mostly on um, on. Uh, on American fiction here, um, it just released too early in the year. It did get a Golden Globe for comedy, but you know, I think I don't think there's really anything else going for it. And then we have Saltburn from MGM and Amazon. Well, again, same thing, a little bit too divisive. It did get a Critics' Choice Best Film nomination. I think it got a Cinematography nomination, but that's probably about it. So since we're doing this, right, we already have kind of like the 13 films that I mentioned. Again, Kills the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, Poor Things, Barbie, Holdovers, Maestro, American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, May December, Past Lives, Zone of Interest, Color Purple, and All of Us Strangers. Those are the 13 films I think you should definitely be watching to definitely make sure you cover Best Picture. But let's talk about the other films. I said there, you know, historically there are about 40 feature films um, outside of the uh, outside of the sorts uh, that generally will get into feature. So here are the here are the the rest of my 40 list at, that I've updated since last time I did this. So 14 to 17, right? Uh, I think Priscilla has a shot at getting actress. These are, these, so the 14 to 17 are films I think can get uh, above the line. Priscilla, for best actress, I think could get in. Um, but even if it doesn't, that's a very strong category this year for Kaylee Spanier to get in. Um, I think it could hopefully get in for costume. Um, and then we have Nyad uh, for uh, Jodie Foster, I believe, getting in for supporting actress. Um, and then we have uh, Ferrari um, uh, getting in. I think supporting actress for Penelope Cruz isn't out of the question. And worst case, I think it gets sound at least. Um, Rustin, uh, for a while, it was considered maybe like the fifth best actor um, nomination. I may miss that at this point, though we'll see. But uh, in any case, I think it should be pretty safe to, to watch it even just for song, I think. Uh, moving then from for to, for films eighteen to twenty six, these are films I think uh, have a good shot at uh, technical categories. A lot of these are coming from the short list we have earlier today. Um, so we have Saltburn again. I think cinematography it could probably sneak into there. Um, Wonka for costume, I think it could get in there. Uh, Napoleon could get in. I think for either costume and or production. Similarly, uh, Asteroid City could get in for production, and notably, it has the highest per theater average of the year so far. And and pretty consistently, the highest per theater average film generally will get something at the Oscars. So I think that's that's what's getting in here. Um, going to the swordless categories, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for visual effects, uh, the creator for visual effects, Godzilla minus one. I'm going to say for visual effects, um, and then you know we have Flame and Hot for song and Gold. I think right now for makeup and hair. Uh, looking at international categories, um, we have uh, 27 to 30, only four films because I think uh, Zone of Interest is a pretty much a lock for one of the five categories. We already mentioned these, but again, these are Fallen Leaves, Perfect Days, Totem, and Society of Snow, which also will double for some uh, technical categories for score and visual effects. Uh, films 31 through 35 are uh, the animated films. Uh, we have uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which could get in for score. Similarly, Boy and the Heron, also for potentially for score. And Elemental, which I think is going to be the main Disney push, given that Wiss kind of underperformed this year. And again, also could get in for score for Thomas Newman. Um, we also have one Netflix film I think we'll get in, 
probably in the moment at this point, though, I wouldn't be surprised to see Chicken Run 2 getting in there, given the, the Academy's love for Aardman and stop-motion animation. I mean, I think there'll be one indie film. I think right now it's up between The Peasants from the team that made uh, Loving Vincent, um, though it hasn't really gotten much distribution or love at, at anything uh, critics-wise so far. And so I think Robot Dreams um, will all, will kind of be the indie film of choice if you don't consider Boria and the Heron to be that indie choice. Uh, rounding this out, then, we have 36, films 36 to 40. These are the documentaries, which I mentioned earlier in the show. 20 Days of Mario Paul, Eternal Memory, American Symphony, Four Daughters, and Beyond Utopia. So yeah, um, I'll put this list in the show notes if you wanna if you wanna look these up. But these are the films I think you should be checking out. Aside from the sorts, of course, um, which right now again definitely check out the Academy of Race of, of Death Racers Film Festival. But if you definitely want to check some sorts out, the three I would definitely check out I think are the animated sort, Once Upon a Studio from for Disney, and then the two live action sorts, uh, Strange Way of Life and The Wonderful World of Henry Sugar. Um, so yeah. Um, Anyway, since this episode was a little bit later this time around, we're actually going to go ahead and do a second episode out later this week, probably Thursday or Friday, uh, with the first Best Picture preview episode with our friends from Classic Movies Live, Jeff and Pierre. Uh, we'll tackle arguably the four highest-profile films of the year, all of the uh, win contentions films I have. Uh, true classics happening live. Uh, and then over the next couple of weeks, you know, we'll have an episode with my friend Alex, who's been on the show before, going over some of the film festival favorites. You know, he attended Cannes this year, so we'll talk about and the Locarno Film Festival. Uh, so we'll talk about Anatomy of a Fall, Zone of Interest, and American Fiction. Uh, we'll have uh, Whitney, who's been on the show as, before as well, with his hot takes. Three films that have a bit more of a minority focus, uh, Past Lives, Color Purple, and All of Us Strangers. And then finally, a new guest on the podcast, uh, Alicia, who has won some of the past prediction contests I've held. And don't worry, we'll have more prediction contests coming up in the future. But Alicia will be on to talk about Maestro, The Holdovers, and May December. And then before the actual nominations themselves, we'll have Dakota from Zoom Pond on to talk about our predictions for who thinks actually gets nominated. Uh, in any case, that wraps up this episode of the Oscars Death Race podcast. Glad to be back for a fifth season. Let me know how your Death Race is going over on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now or these days. Oscars D Racecast or via email OscarsDeathRacePodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show on your podcast service of choice, iTunes or Spotify. And you can leave us a review there or even to share with a friend who loves movies. Any of that helps. Uh, those will be linked in the show notes alongside my Letterboxd account. Uh, the username is NinjaBoy, boy with an I. Also be sure to check out the Oscar Race and Oscars Death Race subreddits and the Academy of Death Races website and Discord, AODR.net, as well as some other community sites that to help you track your, your uh, performance uh, on the Death Race, OscarsDeathRace.com, by Ford versus Parari, and Slide Astro's Death Race, DeathRaceTracking.com. Uh, for more in-depth race, you know, you have the Mecha and Mega Death Races as well if you're a little bit of a crazy person. Uh, music is provided by Kevin MacLeod at Incompetent of Filmers.io. I think production by Dinsboy Media. That's it for this week. Uh, this has been Paul of the Oscars Death Race podcast. Until next time, I'll be here trying to watch all the Oscar nominees or die trying.